Today's episode is brought to you by Wado's Junk Shop. Whether it's parts for a J-Type 327 Nubian or just a broken pit droid, Wado has what you need. Just remember, I'm a Dordanian! Mind breaks don't work on me, only money! <laughs> What's that? This podcast is blowing up from the inside? Look, one of Oz talking out of his main hold. Woohoo! Hello, and welcome to the fifth episode of Voice the Rebellion. I'm Mark. And I'm Gabe. And today we have a special guest, Chuck. Hi. Good job. Yeah, good job. Thank you. So, Thank you. Chuck is here for a very special role. Um, Role, but we will be talking about that when we get to the main topic today. So, uh, let's get to some news. So, they have released new details on the new Han Solo movie uh, from CEO Bob Iger. Um, one is that it will profile Han from ages 18 to 24. Uh, it'll tell how Han acquired the Millennium Falcon and how Han forms his relationship with Chewbacca. And the interesting thing is apparently it also shows how Han gets his name. Yeah. Which, does that mean Han is not his name? The, okay, there's a couple of different ways you can interpret this. One, like, Han Solo's name is like, like Horus or something like that. It's something really dumb and doesn't, yeah. is an awful yeah. name. And D- so he's dumb like... Dumb name for a dumb character. Got it. No. Yeah. No. This is, we're not going to do this. No. <laughs> At least not now. No, no. <laughs> Um, the other option is how he gets his name is, like, how he makes a name for himself. Yeah, but I feel like that's... Bob Iger would just say that, though. It could also be... I don't think be, he's trying to be deceptive. Yeah. Like, it could also be his name is, like, Hansel, and by the end of the movie, he's like, Call me Han. Have <laughs> you also considered the possibility that Disney has just decided to teach kids at a younger age the miracle of birth? So it's just they're just uh, gonna show him being born. Yeah, and yeah. Just, like, you know, birth like, his name is Han, Han Solo. Han Solo. <laughs> like this is how he got his name. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's just yeah. Very, very straightforward. That actually makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one of my problems: the guy who's gonna be playing Han Solo does not look like he's 18 years old. And I know that Hollywood likes yeah. to do this, where they take like people who are like in their 40s so, and say, "This guy's in high school." Yeah. Well, exactly. So people are used to it. So it would be a problem. He, just, he doesn't look. Like an 18-year-old. And, I mean, they can do lots of things with, like, makeup and just making somebody just generally look and act younger. Yeah. But I would have... The thing is, they kind of have to if they're going to be covering multiple years because the fact that... Yeah. Han Solo is supposed to be, like, 30. It'll be interesting because it'll it'll be the first Star Wars film that they cover multiple years within one film. Yeah. So what are they going to do? Just jump around a lot? Is that... How's that going to mess up the pacing? Yeah. Well, my thought... My thought is that the film is going to open... With Harrison Ford and um, Billy Dee Williams playing Sabacc against each other, like if only like a couple weeks before, um, <laughs> and before they're, they're reminiscing, like, "Hey, remember when? Remember when? <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. It, but it would then cover like, a or specific. it starts with Han falling to his death when he after getting stabbed, and his life flashes before his eyes, yeah. and that way you get to cut back to seeing him fall to his death, and that would actually make the movie really good for me. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> You're an inhuman monster. Um, that's, really, I, that's really dark coming from the guy who constantly talks about how death is not the answer. We shouldn't... I know. Yeah, it's coming I from a pacifist. <laughs> He's willing to give up his pacifism <laughs> if it means Han Solo dies. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> 
Uh, no, but I am looking forward to seeing how he develops his relationship with Chewbacca because yeah. the best thing about Han Solo is Chewbacca. Well, in the original, like, expanded universe, Han Solo was an Imperial officer mm-hmm. who then ended up um, seeing, like, the Wookiees enslaved on Kashyyyk and stopped another Imperial from killing Chewbacca. Yeah. And so Chewbacca owed him a life debt. Now, that's no longer official canon, but according to um, Star Wars Aftermath, um, the second one, I can't remember what it's called, but it's got the whole Wookiee uprising, it, Han does mention Chewie owing him a life debt. So mm-hmm. that is okay. official canon still, at this okay. point still. I actually wonder, and here's what I want to see happen. So, yeah. you know the line where Jabba's like, you know, I need someone who's not going to dump his spice at the first sign of an Imperial starship. Yeah. If that throwaway line actually means something, and maybe dumping the spice is something he actually had to do to, like, either save Chewbacca, or mm, or something yeah. that would act, is actually really well, heroic. Again, in the expanded universe, the way the what it was was simply that he got ambushed by some Imperial starships, and they, so like, they dropped out of hyperspace, and he dumped the spice and jumped away because then like if they look if they ended up capturing him and getting aboard his ship he'd be like no look my, my ship's empty yeah so yeah if they changed that so, yeah that, that's boring more, so change yeah. something more meaningful and yeah. then it's like then when you hear that line it's like oh so kind of like how rogue one inserted those more meaningful things to a new yeah, hope exactly like this insert yeah uh, yeah i'd like there to be a lot more stuff cleared up um, that would be really good. How serious are Wookiees about their life debts? Would, I mean, does it have to be a serious thing that he saved him from, or could it be like, oh, he stopped Chewbacca from drinking some spoiled blue milk, yeah. and then he's like, oh, like, oh, oh I'm, he's like, I'm not puking in a toilet. Like, there's I'm a, life there's not a single Wookiee left on Kashyyyk anymore because every single one owes like some random guy yeah, a life I mean, debt. <laughs> some some Wookiee saw a guy on like on Oprah, like, giving, like, a self-help advice. He's like, I let this man like that yeah. now because he taught me how to... Or, 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 or Han just stopped to pet him. Yeah. And he's yeah. just like, yeah. yes! I owe you a like that now. Yeah. You and the Wookiee petting. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. okay. So that was that, that's all the news we got. That's, so, yeah, there wasn't okay. much news. That's good news. That. Okay. And so we're going to move right. on to the topic. Today's topic. So today's topic, we are doing the debate episode we promised in the form of a March Madness bracket. Or Man- you can't Mandalore you can't Madness. Mandalore Madness. Sorry. Sorry. Podcast is over. We've been sued. We can't afford it anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Um, the bracket is, who is the best Star Wars character? You know, yeah. easy subject. Easy. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, this is going to be yeah. non debatable at all. So, really, we'll breeze through this. Yeah, we should be done in five minutes. Uh, so, we're going to debate uh, 48 characters in head to head matchups. Um, now, these characters are chosen based on having either the most screen time or detailed biographies in the Star Wars universe. Now, we will be tapping into some of the expanding universe in places where it does not interfere with the established new canon. Yeah. So like we've got we've gotten characters from movies, cartoons, comics, books, and video games. So yeah. obviously that means we couldn't include everybody, um, but we figure the people who we didn't include, they would either be eliminated right away or they just weren't that important. Yeah. So we just didn't include them. So you didn't yeah. include Han? Right. I mean I well I mean we I both did I <laughs> shouldn't have, but I figure I guess there's people who like him I guess I'll take a shot on them in the podcast. And, yeah. and, and then, 
and that's and why I'm a fan favorite. Yeah. So. All right. And then Chuck uh, is here. He's going to be breaking any ties that we have. Yeah. I'm the so, official judge to keep these dum-dums in line. Chuck is our official judge. For some of them, we're going to, if both of us agree on it right away, then we'll just move on to the next one. We don't really need much explanation. We'll give like a little brief reason why. Um, yeah. If there's any debate, we're going to each sort of present our case. Present our in, case, and then Chuck will judge, and, and we'll move on from there. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, really important uh, so obviously best is super subjective. Uh, so we've come up with some criteria to actually judge the characters. Mm-hmm. So best Star Wars character is going to be judged by three different categories. Um, number one, overall likability. Yep. Uh, number two, uh, the depth of the character or how dynamic they are. Like yep. in, other, in other words, they're not just one note. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then three, their contribution to the Star Wars universe. So we're yes. going to frame the debate within this criteria. That way it can be a little bit more fair in how we... Yeah, how we talk about it. So we've got six brackets, and um, with there's going to be we have eight characters in each bracket. So there's heroes, sidekicks, Jedi, rogues, scum and villainy, and Sith. So the winners from heroes and sidekicks are going to face off, face off against the Jedi winner. The winners of the rogues and scum and villainy brackets are going to face off, then face the Sith winner, and then we're going to work our way down to the final two. So if you want to see this bracket and see what it looks like, we've got it over on our Facebook page. We're also going to, um, a few days after we've posted this episode, we're going to post it up. So it'll be a spoiler for anybody who has not listened to this episode. But if you're listening right now, then you're going to see no worries. So no worries. Uh, okay, so uh, we'll start. Uh, we've paired characters that are similar to each other to start. Uh, so it might be tougher in the beginning, but we'll speed up as obvious differences become yeah. apparent. So, uh, let's begin uh, with the Jedi bracket. Right off the bat, Yoda versus Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. So, I'm going to say Obi-Wan. And I'm going to say Yoda. All right, right off the bat. All right, here we go. Okay. Yoda is, he's been a Jedi master for Mm -hmm. a thousand years. Mm -hmm. He led the Jedi Council. Yes. And then... Obi-Wan didn't really do any actual training of Luke other than to give like to stick something over his face and then laugh at him as he got shot up by Okay, so you're you're making a contribution argument. Yes, I'm making okay. a contribution argument. Um Obi-Wan trains Anakin, which fails, which is a contribution in itself. Yeah. And he helps train Luke. Um and there's a ton of depth to him in the Clone Wars cartoon. Uh, they really add to his character. Can you elaborate on so, what depth means? Here? Depth. So um, they actually like like they they gave him a love interest in the Clone Wars cartoon. Uh, isn't that so, not allowed? Doesn't that make him? A yeah. Bad Jedi? Well, it's he doesn't actually like get with her, but it's like implied that he would if he wasn't with the Jedi Order. Like he actually says, like I would have given up the Jedi Order for you. And this is a team we're talking about. So um, he's not very committed to the Jedi, is what you're telling me. Um, yeah. 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 That's what I mean. Saying. Well, he is, but but uh, but he. But he's not. Anyway. Um, so, anyway, so there's a lot of depth with, um, like, he's layered. Like, like yeah, he, he has thoughts about the Jedi Order. He has his own thoughts. He has uh, depth. And then I, like ability, I would actually probably put them about the same. Um, see, I think Yoda is immensely more likable. Because and you, the first time you see him, the first know, time you see like, him is he's playing that sort of, like, doddering old fool. That then, like, almost, like, as soon as... He realizes that he needs to drop it. He just goes into this like serene master, 
and the speeches that he gives and the teaching on the Force, that's actually what gave us any knowledge of the I Force. I know, but Obi-Wan gave a ton of wise quotes, too. And mm. so you get that you get that vibe from him as well. And Can you name some of those wise quotes that a general, general run-of-the-mill Star Wars fan, not a super hardcore fan, but a general run-of-the-mill Star Wars fan would know? Uh, remember the Force will be with you always. Um, but uh, Admiral Ackbar truth, says that. The truth... Uh, Depends on a certain point of view. Um, there's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Yoda's got those. Well, whole yeah, long on the spot. I'm not good being put on the spot. But, <laughs> but, anyways, I have to make sure you give facts to back up. No, your, no, there's, your, there's facts. You know, I mean, yeah. so Chuck, let's just do the rule. It's not take too long. What do you say? I, I sadly think I have, and this pains me. Deeply pains me. I have to agree with Mark. Okay, so Chuck's now dead to me. Um, I a, I think you made a better argument for the overall likability of the character. Yoda does appeal to a larger audience. Uh, yeah, age ranges. But the depth. The only one's got more depth than Yoda. Yoda's not layered. He's so wonderful. We need to move on. We're moving we got on. we got four All right, to come fine, fine. Okay. I'll accept it. Yoda be Obi Wan. All right, next one. All right, moving on to uh, Kanan. Versus Mace Windu. Now, I think everyone's familiar with Mace Windu. Mark, do you want to just give a quick explanation of Kanan? Yeah, Kanan is in Rebels. Um, he Star Wars is Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, yeah. Um, he's voiced by Freddie Prinze Jr. Oh, I didn't oh. realize until I looked it up because it doesn't sound like him at all. Um, okay, this has no bearing on the No, it doesn't. <laughs> on the debate. No. Um, but Are you sure? Because I feel a little more. Uh, yeah, uh, Sarah and his wife Sarah cool. Michelle Younger played one of the one of the Inquisitors who showed up in season two. So oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So Kanan is a Jedi. He's one of the last surviving Jedi. He was a Padawan during the Purge and ended up fleeing. Um, and he's basically leading a small rebel faction um, that's um, called Phoenix Squadron, and then they help sort of form the rebellion. Um, and then as the seasons go on, he ends up teaching, um, Ezra, who we'll cover later. Is he in there from season one or is so he's in, you know, he's, okay. he's in there from okay. the very first episode. So between Mace and Kanan, uh, I'm probably going to say Kanan cause he's got more depth. He uh, does. Mace doesn't have all that much. Mace even, is completely one note. Yeah. If, well, if you go over and watch the Clone Wars series too, like he doesn't really have that yeah. much like introspection and stuff and like he that. He's just anything there. Anything yeah. To... Whereas Kanan actually is like developing and stuff like that. So okay. let's go with Kanan. So, all right. All right. After that, we agree. Well, ho. Yeah. All right. All right. Next one. Ezra versus Ahsoka. So Ezra is the apprentice to Kanan and he starts off as just sort of this kid who's running around using a slingshot on stormtroopers and ends up eventually becoming a Jedi in training. So and he's, Ahsoka is from the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. Who was the Padawan of Anakin. Yeah. So we're talking two. Yeah. So these are two Padawans yeah. from the two cartoons matched up. Um, I, so I haven't actually ex- watched a lot of Star Wars Rebels, so I'm probably, yeah. I might be biased on this, but I'm going to say Ahsoka because I love how I think her she has high likability because she's always questioning the Jedi Order. Yeah, like they straight up like expel her from the Jedi yeah. Order. Well, you don't and you don't have to explain yourself to me because I actually agree. Okay, great. Because Ahsoka <laughs> actually ends up showing up in Star Wars Rebels. She is part of the rebellion as well. Yeah, and there's this really cool thing where she ends up like 
she's in a starfighter and ends up going up against Darth Vader and she like tries to like reach out with her mind to figure out who this guy is in this TIE fighter. Yeah. And it just like blows her mind when she realizes yeah. that it's... So there's, a, so there's just a lot of depth there yeah. that I think Ezra just can't catch up to. Yeah. Um, and also because she had given up her lightsabers in Clone Wars, when she, she's got lightsabers in this new one, but they're white because she's not like attuned her lightsabers right. to herself. So she got, she got a completely different colored lightsaber, which is pretty cool. Cool. So she's become really cool in the years that have gone by. All right. Um, now, probably the most interesting. From the most interesting matchup I think in the Jedi bracket. Uh, the final one: Ray versus Luke Skywalker. Okay. Obviously, I say Luke Skywalker, and I say Ray. All right. Luke has way more depth. Okay. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I love Ray. Yeah. But she has not been given the opportunity yet. To have any depth, but I think that I think that she will. The thing is, Luke. Yeah, Luke's got plenty Luke, of depth because he's got he's got three he's got thirty yes. what, thirty forty years. But worth you of can't depth debate like, just based on the assumption that her depth is going to be better, right, Chuck? So tell me about his depth. You say he has depth. Okay, give well, the he's factual got, depth. Well, he's got the complete hero's journey. I mean, he goes from a new hope. From this kid, he's like, mer, mer, to a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Really more, accurate. I thought the Mark Hamill was here in the room. <laughs> a little bit more mature in Empire. He's trying I to work his way, work his way through his feelings, and then finally, Return the Jedi. He's being told by Obi Wan and Yoda to kill Vader, and he's got this maturity to say, "No, I've got compassion for my father." That's a lot of depth there, and um, I mean, overall likability. I'd say they're probably even because Ray is super likable. Yeah, like I mean, well, I, I can't with, argue with that. With Ray, like when you first see her, she is this like unruly, like scavenger, like going out. And she's like hitting people with her stick who are getting in her way. No. She's like really, really dedicated. She's sitting there, and every single day she's marked on her wall waiting, and yeah. she refuses to go anywhere because she's waiting for her but family. That also it. means she's not contributing to the Star Wars universe, which is one of the at criteria. that time. At that time, but yeah. by the end of the film, she's gone in, and she has. She also she has the complete hero's journey in yeah. the single film. Now, technically, okay. Luke does too. Yeah, but then his okay. it, it expands into the complete hero's main argument, more. though. Um, con- a contribution argument. Luke is the only reason that Anakin fulfills the Chosen One prophecy. Okay. And Rey just does not have that weight behind it. But the Chosen One prophecy is so incredibly vague yeah. that right now people are even questioning whether or not whether Luke or Darth Vader even were the Chosen Ones or right. are still waiting for the Chosen Ones. But so. it's such an integral part. I mean, George Lucas himself said that Anakin gets redeemed by Luke and therefore yeah. was able to fulfill the Chosen One prophecy. Yeah. All right, Chuck, just give us a... Yeah. I'm going to go with with Gabe on this one. I I really hate saying that, but... I, the, <laughs> the, well, only because I, I do love Ray. Like, if, if yeah. this was just me getting well, to choose and the I best too. character, yeah. Like, yeah. the character that I love, I would pick Ray over Luke. But... The, when, when it comes down to these three criteria, they are pretty well matched on likability. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even in, in depth, I think Mark made great arguments as to why Ray has fantastic depth in that first film. But right now, with where the Star Wars universe stands, Luke has contributed far more to the Star Wars universe at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Give it another two movies, though, yeah. and redo this no, bracket. We can, do, this we can do this again. And unfortunately, I think it's going to be true for a lot of the Force Awakens characters. Yeah. They yeah. haven't been given an opportunity. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we'll do this again in a few years and we'll, you know, we'll re- re- revisit it. All right. So that does it for the first round of the Jedi bracket. Let's go on to sidekicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, right off the bat, R2-D2 versus BB-8. This one's a difficult one for me because I love BB-8 so I much. Too. I think he's an incredible droid. I do too. But I think just because of the longevity of R2-D2, I got to go with R2. I think so, but I do kind of... I, I think I agree, but I want to make kind of a case for BB-8. Yeah. no, BB-8 is a much more likable character than R2-D2. Oh, I agree. No, R2-D2 is incredibly likable. Like, he was yeah. one of my favorite characters as a kid. Yeah. But BB-8 is so entertaining, yeah. and he had the ability to be kind of like Jar Jar and being like a really obnoxious character. A lot of people yeah. were worried about that. But in the end, he just turned out right. to be just a well, really, really... Actually, I think BB-8 wins this, because not only is he more likable... But he's got more depth. You feel his relationship with Poe. Like, when he yeah. lowers his head when he thinks Poe is dead. R2-D2 is just kind of a brat. But, like, but R2 does have a much bigger contribution to the Star Wars universe. That's the Death true. Star plans and... This, uh, yeah, so here's the question. Do you weigh the immensity of the contribution of R2s hmm. as better than both the depth and likability of BB-8? Hmm. Chuck, your call. Well, how is this my call? You guys haven't decided... Oh, we can't, we can't even decide either way. So I want to ask Mark then one question yeah. because you described when you first, as a kid, mm-hmm. saw R2-D2. Yeah. Remember back to that moment. Yeah. So now as an adult, R2-D2 has gotten a little stale mm-hmm. because we've seen better technology yeah. in the world. But remember that moment as a kid where you first saw this little robot wheeling around? And he was the most amazing character for kids right off the bat. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think that whole likability thing sort of... But- However, R2-D2 BB-8 does have great likability, though. But BB-8, now, for kids, like my kids, BB-8 yeah. is, like, hands down. He's, like, an instant star. I don't think he... Yeah. he isn't like he was... R2-D2 is considered... Because kids love balls. And he's just a big yeah. beach ball. And kids love... R2 wasn't yeah. an instant star, like, with A New Hope coming out. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? Mark well, and I agree, so we don't need yeah, to I mean, judge Yeah, it sounds yeah. like BB-8 won. <laughs> yeah, let's BB-8. go with BB-8. BB-8. I actually did not see that happen. BB-8 took two out of three categories. BB-8 yeah. took likeability, took depth. I went in thinking R2, but talking yeah. through it, it's like, ah, okay. BB-8. All right. Next. Next. K2SO versus C-3PO. I think easily K2SO. Oh, my God. C-3PO, you're an idiot. Oh, no. Oh, K2SO is so good. C-3PO. Okay. Okay, K2SO may be my on. favorite droid of Hold all on. droids. Okay, even, let's say, I'm going to say even likability, okay? Yeah. Because they're both, can, can be snarky. And I know C-3PO does it more in a whiny way, yeah. but it's still, it's still comedic relief, okay? Well, you know, K2SO is by far the more likable of them. Mm, okay, depth, probably even. Uh, no. Yeah, because they, he has, C-3PO has no depth. C-3PO, his whole, no, his whole thing is to complain about what is going on yes. and then continue to complain about what's going on. There's no depth to the character. But he's, but you see him always thinking his way through things. When he's like, like, for instance, when he thought that Luke abandoned him at Jabba's palace, he's like, I Luke never, never uh, displayed any dissatisfaction with my work. Like, what's... And he's yeah, like trying to work his way through it. Like, he has actual thoughts and feelings. But K2SO, the depth that he's got is the fact that he is a Imperial droid. Yeah. And he's... Reprogrammed. Reprogrammed. And he hates that he's been reprogrammed. Yeah. And so he spends the entire time... Like, his line where he tells Jin, he goes, I'll stand with you, Jin, or so. Okay, then I got to just bring out the contribution argument. Because... Yeah. C-3PO contributes way more than K-2SO. The only thing that he contributes is, like, 
pretending to be a, a golden god to the Ewoks. Yeah, which allowed them to blow up the base for the uh, for the shield generator, yeah. which allowed them to blow up the second Death Star, which allowed them to kill the Emperor. But K2SO had direct contribution in specifically, like, keeping the Imperial forces back while Cassian yeah, and Jin. Maybe they still got would have gotten away, though. We don't know that. I mean, yeah, but he, we, they also just stood there and died. Luke could have also used mind tricks on the entire Ewok population and, and talked him out of it, too. We, we don't know if they. That's where they It takes way too long. No, um, so. Chuck, this is yeah. too long. <laughs> uh, regrettably, again, I think Mark makes a little bit of a better argument in terms of the depth and even. The contribution C-3PO's part is mainly alliance. depth. It's mainly the depth and the likability. He does way there. He doesn't. Oh dear. Oh dear. But when it really comes to likability, <laughs> people now enjoyed K2SO's character more than they enjoyed C3PO. Just because, yeah. because he's C-3PO new. Is, that's fine. No, but right just now, because he's no, new. But and that's the same argument. Like but that's they the same argument. My, C3PO is my, one of my brother and I's favorite characters. But that's the same argument you just made about BB-8. BB-8's new and everyone likes him, which makes him better than R2-D2. So that's the argument we're going no, with. I, it's okay for okay, K2SO to I'll, be new. I'll, I'm accepting your ruling, but I do want to tell my brother who's listening that I'm sorry I lost that argument. C3PO is in my heart. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Going on to the next sidekick. This one is a ridiculous Amazing. combination. Chewbacca versus Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah. You better argue well. Jar Jar Binks. It's absolutely, <laughs> hear me out. It's absolutely Chewbacca. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. I agree. Okay. Let's go through the categories. Likeability. Okay. I agree. Jar Jar has like a negative thousand score. All right. Yeah. And Chewbacca has got like a positive thousand score. Yeah. But that's the only thing Chewbacca wins on. Because. No. Because. Jar Jar has actual depth, okay? He has a rich backstory of uh, being kicked out from the Gungan City. Um, he's like, he's down on his luck. Yeah, then he beats his friends, and then, um, then he only goes on to become a senator, and which, in being a senator, he has a bigger contribution to the Star Wars universe because he gives the powers, uh, emergency powers to the Chancellor, allowing him to become Emperor. Name one contribution that Chewbacca does that's actually important that changes the Star Wars films. Okay. Um, he's Han Solo's co-pilot, which so. means Han Solo was flying the Millennium Falcon when okay. they came in and yeah. blew away Darth Vader and the two TIE fighter pilots. Chewbacca was the one firing the cannons. So your argument so, is he fires guns, therefore he contributes. That's one. Everybody in the Star Wars universe And then guns. in Empire Strikes Back, he helps Leia and the rest get away from Cloud City. Which is a big contribution because otherwise okay. they would have no. been gunned down by stormtroopers. Again, everyone's helping out. And then, yeah, he's he is a consistent yeah, he's contributor. Just helping out. No, it's con- contribution to the Star Wars universe. He's a continued contributor. Okay, but Jar Jar these, but these of, small contributions cannot be measured against the giant contribution to the Star Wars universe of giving of being duped into giving the Chancellor emergency powers, which was a that terrible thing for the Star Wars universe. Yeah, but no, it's it's good for the story. You don't have Palpatine without that. But listen, when you're, Jack, uh, you're right. You don't have Palpatine without that. Ergo, the Star Wars universe would be better off 
had Jar Jar never existed. I'm saying, no, no, no. Well, let's clarify this criteria. And also, we're saying contribution to the Star Wars universe as in the story. Also, as you admitted, it's the story. Jar Jar has negative 1,000 likability. Chewbacca has positive 1,000 likability. That's a 2,000 difference. Okay, okay. I will give Jar Jar for the contributions. I will give Jar Jar one point for depth and one point for contribution. It so is I want still to clarify, though. 1,988. These, these aren't characters based on making the Star Wars universe good or bad. If that was the case, then all of these evil characters on the list would be knocked out. This is contribution to the Star Wars universe as in the story. But, but I get you. Jar Jar contributes to the story but more again, than But again, the overall debate you're having is best character. And while Jar Jar is important in yeah. what he contributes, yeah. Here's he the thing. as a character is so awful. If you, if you continue to make this argument, Jar Jar, <laughs> Jar Jar will be in the end listed as the best Star Wars character. <laughs> Alright, Chewbacca is Chewbacca. moving on. Alright, I do want to clarify that I was hoping Chewbacca would win oh, that. God. I just wanted to argue for Jar Jar just for the sake of arguing that argument. Jar Jar. Yeah. Okay, okay I'm, I do love Chewbacca. Okay. Alright, next... Chirrut versus Maz Kanata. Okay. These are two Force-sensitive characters. Yeah. Who are neither? Who are not Jedi. So they're not both, Jedi. Yeah. They're not main characters, so that's why they're in the sidekick's bracket. Yeah. Describe where they come from. Maz Kanata is from um, Force Awakens. She owns the bar mm-hmm. that she's been operating and for a thousand Chirrut, years. Chirrut's in Rogue One. He's yep. the blind guy who can fight well. Yeah. Um, Maz has the best line of the two. Which is when she asks where where her boyfriend is. Yeah. And, and then yeah. and he's like, Chewbacca's back in the ship and she goes, yeah. mm, I don't I like that Wookiee. I <laughs> don't just... know who wins this because let's let's go through the categories. Yeah. Overall likability, I think it's the same. I they're mean, both really, they're really both likeable, amazingly yeah. Amazingly. I, I think I would edge Maz out above that just because I really, really found uh, her enjoyable. But and I loved so good. I know, but but if you like look at like also like she's got this like Bar that she's owned for a thousand years, yeah. and she's got like the banners of like all these different like factions up um, in the um, aftermath books. It actually has a scene with her where the reason why this place exists is because everybody can go there, and her one rule is no fighting. That everybody yeah. like Imperials can sit next to rebels without there being any type of conflict. But, but I think Chira at least has been sh- has shown more depth. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Maz is there as like the wise character. Kind of like, kind of like in the Yoda, Yoda yeah. argument. Yeah, they're there as the wise character. But Chirrut has got this whole, um, you know, he's got all these ideas about protecting the temple and yeah. having the force be with him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just, just the scene, just the sacrifice that he yeah. made, I think also but, makes him a little bit maybe more likable. But she's also got her whole like, this is where she's able to like see in people's eyes and like read yeah. them. And so she's got this like really cool like dynamic where she can like basically like tell people's like past and future kind of contribution though. Can't really tell. Contribution edges out to Chirrut because he is a part of letting them get the Death Star plans out. And Maz yeah. is just there to say some wise lines. Yeah. Like she doesn't, she doesn't have as much of a contribution overall to the Star Wars universe. I think she has a much larger contribution to the Star Wars like lore. Okay. Because she's like actually like sort of she shows like this whole other area of the Star Wars universe with right. her existence. Chuck, your your call. Uh, I think Gabe takes this one just on the the argument. If our categories are contribution yeah. to Star Wars universe, Chirrut takes it and being part of the without without having the Death Star plans, nothing yeah. nothing matters anymore. Yeah. So 
Yeah. All right. I feel bad about that one because I do love Maz too. Maz She's is fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go on to the heroes bracket. We've got Wedge Antilles versus Poe Dameron. I'm going with Poe Dameron, po Dameron because he is like right from the bat. Okay, I but just really enjoyed this. Do character. you still go with him? So you're more familiar with Wedge Antilles from the Expanded Universe. Yeah. Do you still go with Poe? Mm-hmm. Even opposed okay. to all the deaths so, in the Expanded so Universe. So if you Dana you have to ignore. This the Rogue Squadron books because they mm-hmm. now shut. The, there's the things in the official canon have proved that the Rogue Squadron books didn't happen. But you do However, have the new aftermath series. The after in aftermath, um, Wedge is in there and he's actually got his own squadron called Phantom Squadron. It's mm-hmm. a bunch of basically a bunch of um, sort of like this ragtag group of nobodies, guys who washed out and stuff like that. And um, Snap Wexley, who's in. Um, Force Awakens, he's actually a member of Phantom Squadron early on. Mm-hmm. And he's trained by Wedge. Um, so, but, just, so knowing all that, you still... I'm, I'm just yeah, asking. because then Poe, he's sort of got the... the um, this new squadron that sort of yeah. seems like an offshoot from Phantom Squadron. It's what Black Squadron, I think, is what his squadron yeah. is in the movie. Yeah. And so he's kind of like... He's like his likability score is like off the charts. Yeah, he's in- incredibly likable. He's incredibly charming. I'm going to have to go with Poe. Yeah, I'll just... Yeah, I'm going to defer to you because I don't know a lot about Wedge beyond the movies. Yeah. So Wedge is fantastic. I'm just going to defer to Poe is just so likable yeah. that I think that... That being said, for the listeners, if you want to... Learn more about Wedge and stick within new canon. Go check out Shameless Plug, the the aftermath book. The series. aftermath trilogy, yeah, because oh. he he shows up. He's captured in the first book, um, and the entire first book is about them freeing him. Yeah, and then he shows up as a secondary character for the other two, um, and he's in there. As okay, well. so Poe moves on. Now we have Han Solo versus Cassian. All right. So okay, who's that first character you mentioned? Um, is he in the solo. is he in the movies? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. The, the, okay. the entire series is called the Han Solo. I'm gonna series. save. Okay, I'm gonna save my hate for Han for the next round because yes. I actually agree yes. that he beats Cassian yeah. because yes. I think Cassian is less likable than Han. Yes. However, I do enjoy Cassian. I think he's a really great character. But I yeah, Han Solo beats so, Cassian. Han wins. All right. Now we've got Jin Erso versus Sabine. Okay, Mark, so quick explanation of who Sabine, Sabine is. Sabine is a Mandalorian. Um, she's a teenager. She shows up in Star Wars Rebels, and she's a member of the crew. And um, she is a really big fan of painting things. So, like, she, she'll go and, um, like, take Stormtrooper helmets, and, like, her whole room is all, like, decorated, and everything's, like, really yeah. brightly colored with her. She ends up stealing cool. a TIE fighter and, like, paint, like spray painting and, like, bright Isn't yellow. she the one who inspires Mandalore to join the Rebellion? Yes, she does. And actually, that okay. just has just recently happened. So, she wields the Darksaber. Okay, so the question is, I think, who's going to determine this? Who ins- who's more inspirational in the Rebellion? Because Jen Erso, that's her thing. She inspired yeah. them to go on the mission. That's true. But Sabine, the her the symbol that she creates, mm-hmm. that's the phoenix, turns into a symbol of the Rebel yeah. Alliance. So, so, and she's an early founder of the Alliance. What about contribution? Jin mm-hmm. obviously makes a huge contribution. Yeah. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with Jin. For go this. With Jin. I think so. I'm gonna agree, but just super close though. Yeah. So Jin or so makes it. Yeah. All right. Now we have. Padme versus Leia. Mother versus daughter. Yes. Leia. Okay. 
hands down. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree, Leia. Yeah. But I do want to say that I do think Padme is one of the better characters from the prequels. She I, is. But here's the thing: this is an this is an Academy Award winning actress, and she was so poorly directed that she acts like a cardboard box. Well, yeah, it's but, awful. But I'm saying, even as a yeah. character, like even in like in the Clone Wars cartoon and everything, yeah. Like her as a senator, I think uh, adds a lot to the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And and I think and she helped start the rebellion. Yeah. There's deleted scenes of Revenge of the Sith where she's talking with Mon Mothma about certain rebellion. Yeah. And so I think that's a huge contribution. But no, I but let's cut to the chase. We both agree Leia because yeah. she does so much more. Yeah. Can we also just point out how incredibly creepy episode one is? <laughs> okay. No way okay. Can anybody Padme definitely loses face on this because she's into she's into children. <laughs> yeah. This, all right. Moving on. Now we're in the Sith bracket. Palpatine. Versus Darth Bane. Quick explanation of Darth Bane. Darth Bane is the founder of the rule of two, that there is one master and one apprentice. Mm-hmm. During a thousand years before the films take place, um, the the comics say the Sith were legion. There was thousands of Sith. There was this big, huge war between the Jedi and the Sith. The Sith set off this bomb that was basically created through like dark side energy. Mm-hmm. And they killed all the Jedi on this planet. And... The, um, all the Sith who were on the planet, which happened to be all of them. The only person to survive was Darth Bane, who yep. basically cocooned himself in a shell, and he ended up beginning to train these who, new Sith and took the Sith into Who has the bigger hiding. contribution to the Star Wars universe? Emperor Palpatine, absolutely. Okay. He and ended then, up overthrowing the galaxy by fighting yeah. two sides of a war. And likeability of depth character Palpatine, too, because... Yeah, Darth Bane's a really cool, interesting character, but I'm going to have to go with... Palpatine. Right. Does likability become hateability in this? So yeah. No, for, so like, um, it's likable how evil he can be. Yeah. Like, and he's very, very admirable in like what yeah. he's yeah. Able like pull off. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, Darth Revan versus Count Dooku. Darth Revan is from the um, Knights of the Old Republic um, video game series. Um, you play as him. Spoilers. This game is. Like, 20 years old. Get over it. <laughs> I'm sending voices going hate mail right now. You play a character who doesn't really re- un- remember their background, and over time it's revealed that they're actually Darth Revan, um, who ended up, like, erasing his own mind in order to, like, try to overthrow the Sith. It's really complicated. And okay. So, yeah, he's the original one. So, who do you say? Well, if you're looking at contribution to the Star Wars universe, it's, uh, it's Count Dooku. Yeah. He helped found the... But there are two other categories, likability yeah. and depth of character. Well, and Christopher Lee. That's just so Chris, yeah. to begin with. A lot of people, I think, would say Darth Revan because um, you you play as his character for, like, yeah. 40 hours worth of gameplay. But so, to, be, to be a part of Palpatine's plan in yeah. flipping the sides, like, I think that's just so huge and, yeah. and likable. So yeah, I'm going to go with Dooku. All right, Dooku. All right moving and, on. And it almost sounds like Dookie. <laughs> That's one thing I That's never liked. That's our judge, liked. everyone. <laughs> That's our judge. That's one thing I never liked is that I think I would have liked Count Dooku a lot more if his name wasn't Count Dooku. Yeah. Like, I think he, if he had had, like, a really cool, like, bad guy name, yeah. I would have loved that character so much more. <laughs> He's actually but, my favorite Sith. Again, <sighs> I am not fit for yeah, no. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Darth Vader versus Kylo Ren. Okay, I love Kylo Ren. I do, too. I, my favorite line from him... I feel the temptation from the light. Yeah, that he's tempted to the light. That's side. depth right there. He, basically, he, his character was what... It, it was basically them saying, this is how you should have done Anakin. Because yeah. he was... 
he was whiny and petulant and completely out of control. But not overly but annoying about it. Exactly. Yeah. You liked the fact that he was that way. Yeah. And so... But I've got to give it a Darth Vader. Yeah, it has because to be Darth Vader. Because he's just got... In, in the end, he's got more depth and contribution to Star Wars universe. So likability maybe more for Kylo Ren. Yeah. But the other two categories, it's just Vader. Yeah. Which might change again. I was going to say, come back to it in three years yeah. and we'll see. Yeah, exactly. If you guys still All see right. the same thing. Yeah. Darth Maul versus Asajj Ventress. Asajj Ventress. Okay. Ventress shows up in the Clone Wars. Um, she also shows up in a couple of different books, including Dark Disciple is one of the new canon books that's actually really good. It's fantastic. And, Go read it. And Darth Maul uh, is given a lot more depth in the Clone Wars cartoon yes. as well. So who do you say? I didn't care for Darth Maul at all in, in, no, in episode one. Okay, absolutely. Because I found him just to be an attack dog. I thought Agreed. he was kind of boring and Agreed. everybody got all excited for the double lightsabers and I was like, meh. Yeah. It's, okay, it's fine. Clone Wars, I thought he was interesting, but I still didn't really care about him, especially yeah. because his brother's name was <laughs> Savage Opress. Which is just <laughs> awful. Savage Opress. However, <laughs> his character development in Rebels was fantastic. Yeah. And so, I think Asajj, like, she's had a few moments of depth and they for give her character. Well, they, they give her character development in Clone Wars. Yeah. And, and they have similar paths. They're both, mm-hmm. they're both from Dathomir. Yeah. And they're both basically transformed into Sith. And the Dark Magic. The Dark Disciple book gives her some really, really good depth, which um, is cool. But are we saying Darth Maul? I'm going to have to go with Darth Maul, I yeah. think. Especially after, Sorry, Chuck. After, his, after his ending in Rebels. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we agreed completely in the Sith category so far. That's, That's because you are both horrible, evil yeah. people in our <laughs> Alright, let's move on to the scum and villainy. Right. As, as Gabe remembers that moment where Han Solo dies falling down the chasm. Oh, filled that's with good, that's really what horrible, makes Force Awakens one of the best Star Wars films of all time. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> Alright, Admiral Thrawn. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Sorry, Grand Admiral Thrawn versus Admiral Sloan. That's Grand Admiral Sloan. Oh Alright. <laughs> Alright. So, okay. One so, sentence descriptions of each of these. I can't give you a single sentence, but I'll, I will keep it short. Okay. Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's a Chiss, meaning he's an alien, which is completely different than um, any of the other admirals okay. or anything. Yes. Which is, so it's very unusual. Um, he is a tactician. He's a brilliant tactician. He can always sort of think ahead and can tell what the enemy is about to do mm-hmm. based on studying that culture's artwork. Which is fascinating. He's able to see how... I like that a lot. Yeah. How an alien is able to think based on their artwork. All right. Sloan. Sloan is the founder of the First Order. Um, She is in the Aftermath books. She's the main villain. But the cool thing about it is that they actually have multiple chapters that are from her perspective. So you can see how how she sort of develops. Um, She ends up fighting against this whole corrupt empire that this other character, Rax, ends up creating. Mm -hmm. Um... And there's this big, huge battle at um, Jakku. She ends up um, discovering that the Emperor has basically built this contingency plan. But, guys, this is spoilers for Aftermath. Um, <laughs> it's going to ruin the book series. Yeah. Gonna finish. <sighs> okay, well, we don't have to go further. And she found yeah. the, the first order. Found the first order. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give it to Thrawn because, because of that aspect of studying yep. your villain... Or, your enemy's um, art and culture yeah. is just, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And and I haven't seen a lot of Star Wars Rebels, but from what I can tell, it sounds like he's a really big part of it. And that's... He is, yeah. And he's an even bigger in the expanding universe. Yeah. His, well, didn't he just get a new book in New Canon? Yeah, there's a brand new yeah, book yeah. that's being written by Timothy Zahn, who created oh, the character okay. back in the day. 
Um, so I'm going to have to go with Thrawn, too. Right. I really like Admiral Sloan. She's got some really great depth, but... Grand. Grand Admiral. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh! Okay. Tarkin versus mm-hmm. General Hux. Okay. Uh, do we both agree Tarkin? Yeah. Okay. But I, I do think General Hux is cool. Hux is I love, fun. I love because... how insanely Nazi he is. Like, exactly. Just, I'm not saying I like Nazis for the record. I'm saying... <laughs> I'm saying... <laughs> That, that he just I loves like, when people are no, insanely no, I, I'm just saying how over the top he is. Yeah. I appreciate that as a character. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Tarkin... Tarkin... I fell in love with Tarkin in Rogue One. Yeah. I didn't think much of Tarkin. Like, oh, I loved Tarkin in New Hope. But, but when I saw Rogue One, I was like, wow, he's so politically, like, smart. Yeah. And the way he just screws over Orson Krennic is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So, Tarkin. Okay. All right, next. Boba Fett versus Jabba the Hutt. Hmm. Jabba. You think so? Okay, so I know Boba Fett is given a lot of, um, a lot of depth in the Expanded Universe. Mm-hmm. But without Jabba, Jabba has a bigger contribution. Yeah. And, and Jabba is the one who's pulling all the strings. Jabba yeah. is, like, the man in charge. And, so, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't say... I'd say Boba Fett has more depth, for sure. Yeah. Like, like, like layer-wise. But I think, like, likability, like, the fact that Jabba's so, like, schemy and, like... Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And if you go and look at the, the Expanded yeah. Universe, Jabba is, like, the most... He's the head of his clan. And his clan is really, really powerful. They just yeah. happen to decide to hang out on Tatooine so, in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah. yeah, yeah that that Jabba. Yeah, Jabba. All right. General Grievous versus the Grand Inquisitor. Real okay, quick, Grand Inquisitor is... The, the Grand Inquisitor is in Rebels. He is basically uh, not a Sith, but he's like Dark Jedi type guy who mm-hmm. is um, sent by the emper- Emperor to go and clean up this whole Rebel problem okay. of the Rebels. So who do you say? Um, hmm. I say Grand Inquisitor because I hate General Grievous. I yeah. think he's the most General Grievous was unnecessary. A waste. He's the most unnecessary. He's one note. He's got no depth. He's not likable. And what yeah. does he actually contribute? Nothing. No, and there was no reason for him to be in episode three. Yeah, it was just, just there. Some random character shows up in the middle of episode yeah. three. So, yeah. So, Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the rogues. Rogues. We've got Lando versus Satine. Okay, you're going to need to explain Satine because Satine. I've not, not watched those episodes. So, um, first off, the rogues category is people who either um, have... Uh, represent independent interests or they have a shady past. Yeah. So, um, Satine represents Mandalore in the Clone Wars cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually, uh, she's a pacifist who comes into power in Mandalore and changes their ways from being warlike to, uh, more pacifistic. And they, she basically keeps them out of the conflict of the Clone Wars between mm-hmm. the Separatists and Republic. Yeah. So she keeps them neutral. And for somebody to, um, have like, the ability to change an entire culture of people of the Mandalorians who are constantly warlike yeah. to stay out of a war yeah. is amazing. Now there was a, a group called Death Watch that opposed her and there was a lot of like political play in the in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this was the best part of the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. Um, and not the taxation. <laughs> not the taxation, <laughs> no. There is an entire episode about taxation in the Clone Wars. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but <laughs> um, and then she's also a love interest for Obi-Wan. Um, so right there, she's contributing again, um, yeah. I think, to Obi-Wan's depth. So um, that's why I say Satine. Now, Lando... Um, 
I think Lando is a really, really entertaining character. He represents... I mean, I, I love that Lando was trying to keep Bespin's interests at the yeah, forefront. Yeah, he was trying to protect his people. He's just trying to figure out the best way to do it. Yeah. Whether that's with the Empire or well, against... Well, what's really him. interesting about him is that that he's just some, like, schemy, sleazy gambler. Yeah. And then suddenly he ends up being in charge of this city, and he's like, okay, I need to actually, like, settle down and figure out how to be a leader yeah. now. Which I think is really, really interesting. But I think so, I, I think I'm going to agree with, with, with you yeah. on Satine. Yeah, so I mean, I think they both have likability and depth, but I think just the immensity of Satine's task of ruling Mandalore is so much greater than... Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. We've got Finn versus Galen Erso. Yes. I'm going to say Galen Erso. I think I'm going to agree with you. Galen was... I really, really oh liked his character. And yeah. the amount that he contributed, not yeah. just to the Star Wars universe, but to... Um, the meta universe and that he fixed all of these plot holes that were in a new hope. Yeah. Yeah. Makes him, I mean, yeah, yeah. the, the contribution and, and the depth to, to it pretend to be an Imperial. Yeah. But really be good all along. Yeah. Like it's, and Mads Mikkelsen finally got to be a good guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it sounds like we agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you have time to like, I'm, I'm like one part or a few chapters into the book catalyst, which is the story of, of Galen Erso and how he ends up getting coerced into it and making the plans and all that stuff. So yeah. it's, it's the it's sort of the prequel to Rogue One. And, cool, yeah. Um, so yeah. he has an enti- yeah. another entire yeah. book developing his yeah, character. Yeah, I'm going to be reading that one. Now, okay, let's give, let's give our props to Finn, though. To overcome conditioning to be yeah. a stormtrooper, yeah. that's amazing. So it's not like I don't like Finn. Oh, yeah, no, Finn's just, fantastic. I just think contribution-wise, uh, yeah. Galen Erso mm-hmm. takes the cake. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Qui-Gon Jinn versus Quinlan Voss. These are two Jedi who have shady pasts. Yeah, who are rogue, who either follow by their own rules, or Quinlan Voss, um, he's, uh, they've done a lot of comics on him. Uh, he, like, actually goes undercover. Actually, um, uh, this Dark Disciple that um, sure. we've been talking about, mm-hmm. it's Quinlan Voss teaming up with Assange Ventress. Yeah. The Jedi Council tells Quinlan that he has to assassinate Count Dooku. Yeah. Which he's like, whoa, Jedi aren't supposed to be doing that. And they're like, yeah, we'll go ahead and team up with Asanj Ventress. Yeah. So it's pretty cool because he has to like work yeah. his way into like becoming friends with her and stuff like that. And Quinlan's like Start super cool. Dark side. And Quinlan's yeah. a super more likable character, I think, because uh, he's also like got that, doesn't he have like that ability where he can like sense where an object is Yeah, bend? that's his special and like force ability that yeah. nobody else has. Are we disagreeing, Quinlan? Yeah, I think okay. so. Quinlan Voss takes it. No, it was, it was no. It was just the, it's the first time I haven't heard Mark say, um, but you know, uh, Liam Neeson. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's Liam Neeson, though, is the only yeah, time I've right. ever heard Mark yeah. not bring up Liam Neeson. Right. Be like, well, my God, is Liam Neeson. So, all right, last matchup of round one. Uh, Star Killer was Star Killer's real name. Is it uh, Merrick or something like that? It's something like okay. that. I can't remember. Star Killer versus Mara Jade. Mara Jade. Mara Jade. Sorry. Okay. I've lost so, all my credibility. Two now. characters that need explanations. Mara, that name. <laughs> Star we'll Killer. see you out. <laughs> Star Killer is in the Force Unleashed um, video game. Um, the novelizations are actually really good, so if you want to, like, if you don't want to play through two video games, you can read the two novelizations. Pretty good. Um, also, the second video game is garbage, so skip that. Um, but he's basically trained in secret by Darth Vader to be Darth Vader's apprentice. Yeah. And you get to watch this whole cool arc where he's like raised as a, from childhood to be this killer. 
when he ends up turning on Vader, but then he's like secretly mm-hmm. working for him, and in the end, he ends up going and facing off against Vader and the Emperor. Mm-hmm. And um, okay, yeah, so it's a pretty cool okay. character. And then Mara Jade is also from the expanded universe. At this point, I don't. They could try to figure out a way to bring her in. She's one of the fan favorites. Of yeah, the I don't see them bring her in, but, um, but she in the expanded universe. In the expanded universe, she is the Emperor's hand. So she's basically the Emperor's special assassin. Um, and but ends up falling in love with Luke Skywalker. Ends up falling in love with the sweet Luke Skywalker. His last command to her yeah. was, you will kill Luke Skywalker. And so she has that like haunting her mind. Yeah. And so she tries to... And, so yeah. I'm going to say Mara Jade because anybody who falls in love with Luke Skywalker has got to be pretty great. Well, that I disagree with, but I, do, but I do agree <laughs> with Mara Jade. Mara Jade is one of my favorite characters. All right. So. Mara wins. All right. Round two. Really okay. important question. Yes. Um, now that we've finished round one and yes. we've seen who all the characters are, and I know everyone out there is listening going, why is baby Anakin not here? Because... Yippee! Yeah, well, I put Darth Vader as one character because simply for the fact to make room. Because there's so many characters. So, yeah. I'm so just saying that Baby Anakin, Anakin yeah. should have been. Yeah. Well, we can discuss the Baby Anakin the next time you come around. Okay. okay. Darts we Darts. could have a loser's uh, bracket. <laughs> we have, like, Baby Anakin, Sebulba, and then uh, Wicket, and Django. Whoa, Fett, whoa, wait, and... that's not loser's bracket? Yeah, yeah. No, like, like, these, are, amazing. These, these are characters who didn't make the cut. Oh, okay. oh gotcha, gotcha. But, You're not saying they're the worst yeah, characters. Yeah, no, no. I'd say, like, they just weren't important enough to include. So, Pit Droid number seven. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Kedroid's going to take it, though. Yeah. Okay. All right, back to back All to right. round two. Serious business. We're back to Jedi. All right. Now four in each, in each category. Yes. So. All right. Jedi. Yoda versus Kanan. Okay. Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. yeah. I'm We're sorry. Yoda go. is just too too important. Yeah. And while Kanan is a cool character, he just can't be. Now, here's the thing. Once we get far enough into this list, we're going to have to no longer be focusing so much on contribution to the Star Wars universe because yeah. in the end... We're just gonna have no, to choose. No, no, we're gonna have to choose the emperor no. because he ended up reshaping the entire universe. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. We so, have, we've got like a billion depth, and you're yeah. right. I think we have been focusing I, too much on contribution lately. Um, but I think that's a good start. So, so now we're gonna move yeah. on from there. All right, Ahsoka versus Luke. See, I really, really like Ahsoka. I, I think know, she's a much deeper character. But I don't know. I think no, she's not deeper. No, there's so They've much given more so development much to Luke also in the expanded universe and, and in the new movies, and she's much more likable. No, no, okay. Luke Skywalker, they have given him depth in the Expanded Universe and in the new movie. It's clear that he has gone through some... He doesn't have a single line. He just stares off into space. Yeah, and that stare says volumes. And the fact that he can do that with that stare shows the amount of depth that he has. And it makes him incredibly likable. Hmm. And how do you beat Luke Skywalker? I mean, his... With Ahsoka. No, (laughs) his contribution... Again, redeeming Anakin, following his own path, regardless of what his master said. But, okay, but Luke would not be able to join the Rebellion if the Rebellion hadn't even been founded, which is what Ahsoka ends up doing. Ahsoka is, like, one okay, of the primary but, founders. I mean, saying, like, if you're going to look at yeah, contribution... Yeah, but I think, I think, um, if you're looking at, okay, but that, well, that, that's only because Ahsoka came first. You can't yeah. just say, well, Ahsoka came first, so that causes Luke. Well, look at overall contribution... Luke and the prophecy, even though it's vague in interpretation, Luke and the prophecy is so much more important to the Star Wars story and the mythology and the lore. Chuck? Let's hear it. Chuck? I think, I, I think I'm going to say 
Luke based upon Thank the God. arguments. Which I don't I don't really want Luke to move forward. But, but the arg- the arguments for Luke are pretty good. His contribution is solid. Um, not only in the You have like, to admit though, Ahsoka is far more likable as a character. No. As an adult, yes, as a kid, maybe like how many little yeah. boys dress up like Luke Skywalker? Yeah, like, that's yeah. kind of annoying at, when she's that's the hard part. Right, right, early on yeah. in the first couple seasons, yeah. but then and in the she... first and in the first bit of Star Wars, yeah, Luke's kind of annoying, but they mature. Yeah. Okay, Let's all right, on. moving on. Sidekicks. All right, this is going to complete the droid bracket of the sidekicks. BB-8 versus C-3PO. BB-8, C- absolutely. Oh, wait, no, sorry, not C-3PO, it's K-2SO. Yeah, come on. I <laughs> you, already, you, already, <laughs> you already wrote down the one. Wrote <laughs> I wrote down the wrong one. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is actually much Okay, okay. for me. BB-8 versus K-2SO. Ooh, this Again, I'm sorry, CJ. And if you're, looking, if you're looking at... If you're looking at likability, like it depends on the like from a kid's perspective or an adult's perspective. Kids are gonna love BB-8 a lot more. K2SO, well, kids and adults like BB-8. Yeah, just adults like K2SO. Yeah, but K2SO is just so damn entertaining. BB-8 has got a brighter future, though. Yeah, you know he's gonna continue contributing. Yeah, and I still think that even just his relationship to Poe is more depth. I think it's a better relationship than K2SO's relationship with Cassian. K2SO mm-hmm. doesn't really care about Cassian. No, but that's the great dynamic of the two characters, <sighs> is that they have this sort of like... Yeah, but you feel so much more yeah. from BBA. So, are we saying BBA? What do you say, Chuck? You, you I was just, face, well, I was so. just curious, because you say that he doesn't care about Cassian, but yeah. in the end, K2SO clearly does yeah. care enough to... Yeah, so there's, but he's yeah. not like... He's my buddy. He's my friend. Like, he's he's just like... That's because he's been reprogrammed, so he's still got that, like... He's still a little pissy uh, about Chuck, just Are you two not agreeing? Did you two B- not agree? Mm-hmm. I say it's BB-8. I think I'll have to go with BB-8. All right. So yeah, I was going to say, it didn't actually sound like you guys were disagreeing. BB-8 so. makes it. Okay. All right. Chewbacca versus Chira. I'm going to go with Chewbacca. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Chewbacca, too. Yeah. Um, I love Chewbacca, but, I mean, it's Chewbacca. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, heroes. Uh, Poe Dameron versus Han Solo. I'm going to have Poe Dameron. No. It's Han Solo. <laughs> now, I love Poe. Poe is fantastic. Okay, okay. I, again, he's my favorite character. Like, he's my favorite of the new characters. Okay, again, I'm going to have to... Agree that Han's got more depth, so Han wins this. Yeah. Um, so I'll save my hate for the next round. Poe does. Poe is a lot more generally likable. I will agree. Yeah. But yeah, this but, will be interesting to see how Poe grows as a character. Yeah. Yeah. Because they haven't. Yeah, yeah. Again, and part of me feels like you need to, you know, you hold on to this bracket, and, and in three yeah, years, yeah. when yeah. this podcast is still occurring, because it will still be. And Poe is the only one to make it at make, from. Um, episode seven to make it out of round one. So he made it this far. Yeah. Can... All right. But Han Solo, right. Han Solo moves on. All right. Jin Urso versus Leia. Leia. Well, yeah. BB-8 also yeah. made it out of round one. Oh, okay. yeah. And yeah, BB-8's so. still in it. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I agree. Leia beats Jin um, because Leia just goes on to do so much more. Um, yeah. She becomes a general. She's a senator. She, yeah. She has to overcome so much more. Like, she sees the death of her planet. Yeah. And, and yeah, like, Jin had to overcome... Makes out with her brother. Yeah. Like, Jin had to overcome a crummy childhood, but Leia 
had her whole planet destroyed, and she still carries herself with grace. Yeah, so. I'll agree with that. Leia. Okay. All right, moving on to the Sith bracket. We've got Palpatine versus Dooku. Absolutely Palpatine. Yeah, okay, even though even though Dooku's my favorite, um, Palpatine has got more contribution. And, and Palpatine is, like, just, And I think even overall likability is higher because and he's just so evil. And he's so manipulative. Yeah. Like I said before, his, he his runs political two brilliance. sides yeah. of the war. Yeah, his political brilliance yeah. is amazing. And the fact that Dooku is a pawn in that automatically yeah. disqualifies exactly. Dooku. So. Yeah. All right. Darth Vader versus Darth Maul. I'm going to go with Vader. Uh, Vader is so iconic. And yeah. he's such a big... I think that Maul is more likable in the cartoon uh, yeah. Clone Wars series. Um, yeah. I really like his story. But it's, a, it's still a one-note story because yeah. it's just revenge. And yeah. Darth Vader is so multifaceted mm-hmm. that Vader goes on. Yeah. All right, Darth Vader. Okay, now we've got Scum and Villainy. Grand Admiral Thrawn versus Tarkin. Huh. That's an interesting matchup. That is. I think Grand Admiral Thrawn. You know is... what? I'm going to agree, too. Yeah. Because I think he's been given more opportunity to have depth. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, again, that aspect of just... He's unique. Yeah. Because of, of studying your villains. Because mm-hmm. you think villains. Enemies. Uh, yeah. Culture. Uh, yeah. I think makes him it, it makes him more creative in his plans. Yeah. So Thrawn makes it. Jabba versus Grand Inquisitor. Jabba. Mm, yeah, the Grand Inquisitor was very much very much a one note. Like my <laughs> job is to kill Jabba the Hutt. Okay. Awesome. All right. Um, now we're moving on to the Rogues. Satine versus Galen Urso. I am so conflicted. I know. I think I'm going to go with Galen simply because I know the character better because I haven't seen the episode of Satine. I like but, what you've told me about her. And yeah, I'm be watching but based on what I've said, I mean, that's more depth than Galen. I know, but Galen ended up reshaping the Star Wars universe as we know it by reveal, by, by fixing all this, by doing things like yeah, putting the weaknesses in the Death yeah. Star. And you know, Okay, I'll agree that Galen makes it. Um... But shout out to Satine because there's a lot of depth there. And yeah, literally just w- just watch the episodes of Clone Wars with just her in it. You don't really, you literally don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe a little bit of the Darth Maul stuff. But um, and the Mortis trilogy I've heard is really good. Yeah, we can talk about that later. Yeah, that could be a whole episode. Yeah, and just so all the everyone out there knows. Every time Gabe has to agree with Mark, the <laughs> an angel pain, gets his wings. The, yeah. the, the pain on his face, like, on my face. he looks down and he's just like, I, I have to up. say, ah, right. especially those Han agreements. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Quinlan Boss versus Mara Jade. I'm going to go with Mara Jade. Mara Jade has a much more satisfying character arc. She goes from being the assassin of the Emperor to becoming this really fantastic mm-hmm. character. And her story ends so tragically, where she becomes this Jedi Master, yeah. who's like the head of the Jedi Academy alongside Luke. Yeah. And then her nephew murders her. Damn. Yeah. Han, one of one of Han's kids okay. ends up going... I'm going to agree. Bad, uh, so. I am going to say that I think Quinlan is a slightly more likable, because when you read those... Uh, well, that, that, I mean, that's a Yeah, thing, but that's the thing. is like... He's got good depth, though, in the Clone Wars yeah. comics. Again, that's yeah. a really good comic series. Recommend that. But Mara Jade wins. Yeah. 
Remind me now, with Marjorie, does she only expand the universe? Yeah. yeah. So there's a possibility that she no longer exists. Yeah. Right. That's true. We're judging Quin- this character's Quinlan shows up, he's sitting like but currently, in an alcove in episode one. And currently yeah, she but, doesn't, like at least currently, her story doesn't conflict with anything. It, it highly conflicts with everything. Oh, it highly conflicts with everything. <laughs> yeah. So she now, does not... Con- she's my, not going to exist. Gotcha. In, the, okay. in my, like, headcanon, anything that hasn't been completely blocked out in the new universe still mm-hmm. exists. So in my thoughts, she it was a hand of the Emperor. Yeah. And that's it. Like, she, nothing else happened. She could have, like, shown up... Um, I guess know, that's, that's what I mean. Like, in the, in just the intervening the, the years... In fact, as, here's the as thing. As a hand of the Emperor, she could still exist in theory. And like here's something. the thing. We don't know Luke's story in the intervening years. He yeah. could have gone off and gotten married to Mara Jade. Maybe. Probably that's a, not. That's a lot to get through. Probably though. not. Yeah. But that is possible. Okay. But so, anyway, okay. she won. Right. Just moving on. Yeah. Round three. Okay. Jedi. Okay. Yoda. So how are you... How are yes. we pairing this up here? So the, the Jedi winner goes to the final four. Okay. Uh, the Sith winner goes to the final four. But the other winners have to face each other to get into the final four. Okay. So, so let's start off with so the Jedi. Jedi. Yoda versus, Yoda versus Luke. Again, Luke Skywalker's got more depth. Yoda, even though he's wise, he's a one-note character. Uh, and I argue Luke has a bigger contribution. I'll give you the likability on Yoda. But yeah. the other two categories, Luke outpaces him by a lot. What do you say, Chuck? The so argue argue f- without the contribution because you guys mentioned you were going to yeah. try to drop yeah. having everything try, be contribution but, yeah but it's still it just, like, just drop a whole category but it sounds like all you, but it sounds like all we have on Luke is that his contribution is so much greater so his is, depth, Yoda, his depth he, is more interesting than Yoda okay his journey is more interesting than Yoda Yoda is just there to give wise quotes and while that makes him likable. That's not interesting. Hmm. I love, I love pissing off Gabe. And there's so much of me that wants yeah. to say Yoda just to make him hate me. Yeah. But I, there, there's no I think good argument I can think of. I with those two going up against Hiller, I'm going to have yeah. to agree. My face is so happy right now. <laughs> Luke Skywalker is the greatest character ever. In anything. Uh, all mediums. God. No. It hurts. It all right. hurts. All right. See what you made me do? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Sidekicks. You did this yourself. <laughs> Sidekicks. Okay. BB-8 versus Chewbacca. Hmm. I think contribution is the same. Because mm. they're kind of both just there. I mean, this yeah. is the sidekicks bracket. Yeah. Which is kind of an impediment to begin with. But yeah. Um, depth of character. Clearly, Chewbacca's got more going on, I think, with Han. Yeah. Um, overall likability. It's probably even. So I think just because the depth is more, Chewbacca wins it. Yeah, I think so. I that? think I'm going to agree with that. Chewbacca. Now Mark, Mark did make some pretty decent arguments in the first round of how... Chewbacca is important in terms of what he's doing. And yeah, he's just yeah. always yeah. there. Battles yeah. and things, you know. Yeah, let's go with Chewbacca. So even though he's a walking carpet, yeah, Chewbacca makes Whoa, it. whoa, whoa! That sounds a little wookieist over there. <laughs> All right, here's an interesting one: heroes, Han Solo versus Leia. Here's where I take Han out. <laughs> okay, Leia. guys, Does so much more. We are we are five episodes in. 
You understand my feelings about Han Solo. Yeah. You understand and you how understand much I love Han Solo. I'm going to have to go with Leia on this. Leia. Leia does... She is more important. I think she's more likable. I think that uh, she's got way more depth. Yeah. Having overcome all of those things. Yeah. It's Leia. For at least another 30 she- seconds, could you just keep putting down Han? <laughs> okay. No. Han Solo... Okay, no. He doesn't have. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. We're we'll moving do another, on. We'll do another no. episode. No, we'll do another We're episode. Okay. All right. Going on to the Sith bracket, Palpatine versus Darth Vader. This is actually difficult for me because I think Darth Vader has more depth, but likability contribution. Well, no, no, contributions Darth Vader, even. Darth Vader. Darth Vader is the chosen one. Darth Vader but, is. He has so much depth to him. He. He. Gave up his soul yep. to save but, somebody he okay. loved. So I agree with you that the depth, uh, he wins. But Palpatine wins in the other two categories. Not a likability. People love... Like, there, there is nobody Palpatine who's got a... so evil. There isn't anybody who's got a t-shirt with the Emperor on it. Everybody has Darth Vader t-shirts. Darth okay, Vader is but, so much more likable. But it's amazing. Like, he's so likable because of how cunning he is. Like... And, yeah, and and contribution, he is the villain of the story. Like, no, no, he's you the, don't he's, have Star Wars without Palpatine. He's the overall. Yes, you do because they weren't sure if they were going to have two films after the original one if it didn't make any money. Meaning, no. you have Star Wars no. without the Emperor. Darth Vader is the iconic villain. Okay, Chuck, your thoughts. Yippee! That's a good point too. That's a good point too. Darth Vader once said. <laughs> I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. So isn't that automatically give him a negative thousand likability no, score? No, it doesn't. And it gives Palpatine no, a positive thousand likability score. Because you talked all about liking that whole certain point of view thing from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Darth Vader yeah. killed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. Therefore, he gets points for having murdered Anakin right, Skywalker. Chuck, no, it's, it's Darth Vader. It's Darth as much Vader. as I hate young Anakin, the, the whole fact that Darth Vader even starts out as young Anakin is just even more argument for why he is an amazing character. That's, yeah. That to go story. from that to this, the depth. Yeah. Okay. And then to come back and be Darth Vader. Yeah. Shout out to Palpatine, though, man. Yeah. He, all right. All right. Scum and villainy. Grand Admiral Thrawn versus Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. You no. said Jabba? No, no. I was just, <laughs> I was just quoting. Okay, so Mark said Jabba. No, <laughs> Thrawn. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go with Jabba, actually. Thrawn is just so much more, much more of an interesting character. Yeah, but because you actually get to see Jabba on screen, like, that, like, oh, 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 oh. Like, that, that ambiance gives him a likability factor, and... Yeah, but if you go and watch, like, Thrawn's scenes... Like, you think of, like, a Grand Admiral as being this very, like, brisk, like, blah, 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 you know, telling, giving his demands. You can barely hear what Thrawn says in his scenes because he just, he speaks very calmly with a very soft whisper. And so he's just got this, so like, cunning. just deep menace to him because you realize, like, he's going to make the ruling. Based on what we've said about these characters so I, far. I think based on what you've said about the characters so far, at this point, Jabba's character does drop out. Uh, yeah. Thrawn has quite a bit more to him, um, more in terms of depth. Jabba is, when it comes down to it, Jabba is is what he is. He's yeah. a crime lord, essentially. We yeah. know crime lords, <laughs> we're used to crime lords. He is a great crime lord, and we all love him for it, but, but he's just a crime lord. Yeah. Okay. Thrawn makes it. Okay. All right. Um, finally, the rogues. Galen Urso versus Mara Jade. Mm. 
So clearly Mara Jade's been given more story. Yeah. But. But in the end, I, you, unless I love Mara Jade and I love her. When character changes art. the canon of Star Wars. <laughs> and Mara Jade may not even exist. Yes. So, so, so that alone. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to Galen, yeah. As much as Dang. I love Mara Jade. All right. We've got our final six. But so, we, first we have to... Yes. Um, so Luke and Vader automatically go to the top four, but we have to have a fight between Chewbacca, Leia, Thrawn, and Galen Erso to get in the final four. Yeah, so, so Chewbacca versus Leia. Chewbacca versus Leia. I'm going to have to go with Leia for this, I think. Yeah, obviously the depth. I mean, the fact that Chewbacca is just a sidekick. Yeah. I, I just had to make a bracket so that um, the sidekicks were included, but yeah. in the end, Leia just doesn't Leia as much, yeah. All right. Grand Admiral Thrawn versus Galen Erso. Mm. I'm going to go Galen Erso. I'm going to go with Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, man. He's just such... He's such a good character. He's so clever. Okay, I I agree they probably have given him more depth. But, again, contribution, Galen Erso, and likability. He's but... so likable that he's able to infiltrate the Imperials, be an Imperial for so long, all while putting in a design flaw of the Death Star. Like, that amount of cunning and savvy, like, beats Thrawn's intellect, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think I need to agree with you. I think so. Yeah, I've I'm glad you two agreed on that one, because I'm, I'm, I was struggling with that. I was horribly it's a biased good match. in this one. And yeah. That's why I was like, oh, don't ask me. Where were you biased? Galen. I, yeah. Galen. The, thing I, the thing I love most about Galen is, when you talk with people sometimes about sort of Star Wars or the things they don't like about Star Wars, when people compare Star Wars to Star Trek, you know, they they often talk about how Star Wars really misses the scientific aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. And, and Galen Erso brought that into the Star Wars universe. I mean, yeah. his whole story is about his ability to be this ridiculously amazing engineer mm-hmm. who is able to hide a flaw in this gigantic yeah. superstructure without anyone yeah. else realizing. It is yeah. one of the most heroic <clears throat> things in all of And he hid that flaw in there without even realizing what it could do. He yeah. just like, there's a flaw in there. I've put it in. I don't know what you can do with it. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we have our final four. To no shock, three of them are Skywalkers. Yeah. And one is Galen Erso. <laughs> yeah. We've got Luke, Leia, Vader, and Galen Erso. All right. Luke versus Leia to be in the final two. I think Luke Skywalker. No, I think Leia has a much. She has. There's so much that she's got going on. Like she starts off. Luke has to create a new Jedi Order. That's a lot going on too. Yeah, but he fails at it. Yeah, again, giving him more. (laughs) It completely collapses. Giving him more depth. Okay, I guarantee after Episode Eight, everyone's going to be clamoring. Luke goes. Luke goes farm boy. Yeah. To pilot. Mm -hmm. To Jedi. Yep. To getting all of the children in his Jedi Academy wiped out. Okay. Leia goes from a senator at a very young age, mm-hmm. 19-year-old senator, yeah. to rebel, like, commander, leading rebels okay. on Hoth, sort of being, it seems like not quite in charge of the base, but a really high-ranking mm-hmm. member that everybody recognizes and respects, to general in the rebellion... To going and helping found the Republic, creating the Republic as it is being the face of the Republic, to then 
fighting you know, and disagreeing with the... With it's interesting. I think we have... There's two different sides of Star Wars. Yeah. There's the mystical force side, and then there's the, the actual, there's the actual nitty-gritty yeah. political side. Yeah. And these are two different sides facing each other. Yeah. So I think in the end, what you have to decide is what is more important. Yeah. It's the force side. You don't. No one's going to love Star Wars because of the, you know, political republic empire rebellion. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying I'm not saying it's a it's a, not yeah. a good aspect, but yeah. but you love Star Wars because of the mysticism of the Force. Yeah, because but, of Yoda's speech about the Force. But you know and that's what, what is. But you know what people said about Rogue One. Oh, it was so nice to not have the Force in there and not have any have any Jedi running around. That those people because, are dumb. I just know that. It was, that's, that's, that's actually of, why I didn't absolutely love That's one of the one. things that made it so interesting was that it finally didn't have... It, you finally got to see the galaxy without yeah, the Yeah, and that's a cute side story because it's just a Star Wars story. When you look at the actual films that matter yeah. more, the sagas, it's all about the Force, and that's what Luke represents. But look at Leia. Leia goes on to found this whole resistance that's opposed yeah. to the, the Republic continues fighting the fight that she's been fighting all along while Luke decides to go into hiding. Because he's trying to understand the Force, and they're going to do so much more depth on him figuring out new aspects of the Force. I know 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 my nephew went and slaughtered every single one of my kids, but I'm just going to go ahead and let him keep doing his thing while I go. Yeah, and he's so disheartened by it, he went into hiding, which shows more depth. And So, again, this isn't like, well, Leia stuck it out, so she's better. We're arguing based on... Categories of depth, like in general. Yeah. So that's still more depth because she just, yeah, she like gets better titles as she goes along, but is she actually showing more maturity she, as she goes along? Yes. No. Luke shows a more growth and maturity. She ends up going and becoming more radicalized that she started off, she was going to be helping with this, with this Republic. Okay. And then she was like, no, this fight needs to keep happening because we can't let them keep going. She ends up abandoning her child because she becomes so fanatical about this thing that she yeah. hands him off to, to Luke and then is just like, I have to keep fighting this fight. There's so much depth to her. But I and, don't then, think and, that's she, showing... and she realizes the mistake and you can see the I weight think, of that. Okay, but I think even just based on looking at the films, you don't see as much growth and maturity as is, as is obvious in Luke. Okay, but we check, don't let know. Me, let me see ruling. So... A, a good portion of this ruling is based upon something that Mark was talking about. How Luke's story is, is amazing. It is fantastic. But his story is the stereotypical hero's journey. We can map it out. It's we can not see where so it's going. stereotypical to say, I'm compassionate. I'm not going to, I'm going to redeem somebody, not just end their life. But it's a pretty straightforward hero's journey. Okay. And, and Princess Leia is... Uh, Doesn't she, even have she, a hero's journey. But her development is She's so an drastically different. And the thing that takes the cake for me, and you guys didn't talk about this, and I know I'm supposed to be judging on what you no, said, yeah. but I'm still throwing this no, out there. Yeah. When it comes to contribution to the Star Wars universe, if we if we break the fourth wall for a moment and realize what Leia's contribution what is to Star Wars in general, at the time of these films and these stories, you don't get heroic female leads. Yeah. She re- like she opened up this whole genre yeah. to these, another gender. These guys show up to save her. She immediately grabs a blaster and is like, get out of my way. I need to and sh- shoot you know what? shooting people. I flip my stance. You're right. 
And that I know that's shocking. <laughs> well, I know what? that's shocking. <laughs> what? But but I was oh so no, I no, Chuck is right. I was so engrossed in the Star Wars universe, I wasn't yeah. thinking about the impact on our culture. Yeah. yeah. And as sad as it is, no one appreciates Luke for his <laughs> compassion. But but Leia has a bigger impact because they appreciate her for her contribution to being a female lead. Yeah. Wow. So I know. I, wow. But again, 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 this is like objective best Star Wars character. All right. We're trying to be yeah. objective as possible. Yeah. So even though like, I love Luke, it's a personal like, and yeah. I have to admit that. So yeah. Leia. I genuinely anticipated Gabe to completely disown me from his life <laughs> yeah. for the fact no, that I was I, with Leia. Leia moves on. Okay. All right. Our next uh, two are Darth Vader and Galen Urso. Galen Urso has to be knocked out. Darth uh, yeah, Vader is such I, yeah. an important character. I, I, I'm kind of like shocked that Galen made it so far. I know. But, but like, he totally deserved to make it so far. Yeah. It's crazy that the final four, it's this random side character in Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but because of that, he can't make it to the yeah, final two. So Darth even, Vader immediately. And even without saying, it's just that he can't make it. There, There's... No way that his depth of character that he's is like not competing any. against Darth Vader. Like, like <laughs> Mark not. said, yeah. how many people? I don't even think Galen or so has a T-shirt. And yeah. <laughs> Darth Vader yeah. is the iconic. I, that I'm gonna start wearing a shirt that says yeah. "Justice for Galen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, You'll uh, find that on our on our website's yeah. shop once we get one going. Yeah. <laughs> we'll All right, shirt. final two: Princess Leia, who becomes General Leia. Versus Father Darth Vader. Father and daughter. Father and daughter. Everyone probably thought this would end up being the father-son battle. I know. We thought the battle is father-daughter. Okay. Okay. So, I think... So let's, let's take what we said from before. Um, Culture-wise, mm-hmm. I think Leia's got a bigger impact. Um, um, yes, Darth Vader, think- though, he's, he's more, way more multifaceted. And he's more iconic, and also, he's the first... Can you think of a villain that existed before Darth Vader, who, in the end, you found sympathy for? Right. You know? Yeah. Like, Vader was the first character... I don't know. I don't have a lot of sympathy for a guy who slaughters a bunch of younglings. I know, but... Okay, okay. Okay. But, but, but before... Before episode three came out, yeah. we weren't looking at it that way. Darth Vader, his final lines and, where he says to Luke, yeah, tell your sister you were right, is just so tragic. It is. But think about everything that they're overcoming. Leia is overcoming just as much as Vader is. She lost her family. She lost her people. Yeah. And to show... And hey, Vader lost his people too. He did kill them all, <laughs> but um, but to I think her her sh- her showing so much strength in the face of all of that to be general of the resistance, like she's she's what sh- should have happened if Vader was good, you know, and yeah. but I agree that the Darth the depth just... of Vader is so much higher. Okay, let's let's so go through the cat. Let's go through the categories. Okay, okay. likability. Leia, right? Uh, well, but we we had we had discussed with under the Sith the likability isn't necessarily like no, no, likable. I know. I know, and people but love Darth. They like, love Vader. My, yeah. my yeah. 
my grandma has and has had since I was a small child in her mm-hmm. laundry room a poster of Darth Vader that as a kid when you would walk past it terrified me. Okay. Like my grandma has Darth Vader stuff. Like Darth Darth Vader is so iconic. Gabe, okay, remember back to when you were a kid and you first watched Star Wars. Okay. Have you ever in your life been so impacted by breathing? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, okay, yeah. here's the thing. I I do agree it's Vader. Yeah. Um I don't want it to be Vader. I don't want it to be Vader either. But it seems so cliche for it which to be Vader, is, yeah, but. which is why I was arguing for Leia. But another aspect is, um, and this is just for my personal argument, um, Luke is made great by Vader being in his life and the mm-hmm. circle between Luke and Vader. Yeah. So without Vader, Luke mm-hmm. is not who Luke is. And Vader's- but I think without Vader, Leia is still who Leia is. That's true. Because she, yeah, she, you you remove Vader, all those things still happen to Leia. Yeah, like you look at, you look at Leia and she is in no way, besides being captured by Vader and tortured by him, she is in no way, like, there's there's no other real interaction that she has with Vader that, like, is as direct. So, so I'm saying because of his interaction with Luke and because I like Luke, I'm saying it's Vader. And I'm saying it's Vader because he's so incredibly iconic, and yeah. he is the chosen one, and he, you know, shapes so, the universe. It is. I, we never said this. It is still Vader, but I mean, it is worth mentioning that Leia does have. Out of all the characters we've sort of discussed today, Leia does have the unique feature of not of not falling into one of the main categories. Yeah, she's not. Uh, a uh, Jedi. She's not a Sith. Vader. Some of his yeah. characteristics are are you know just sort of uh, drawn out by the fact that he's a Sith. He yeah. you know can you could sort of swap in another Sith from time to times for Vader, and it yeah. wouldn't make that big a difference. And mm-hmm. one thing I do really appreciate about Leia is that she is unique from start to finish. Yeah. but it still doesn't beat out Vader. She yeah. also she also doesn't factor into anywhere in the typical archetypes like yeah yeah she's a princess but she's not your typical princess whereas like han fulfills the role of the scoundrel that you Mm -hmm. see throughout like if you if you go and look at she is a princess but there's nothing like princess i mean if you go and look at all these other stories like you got the story of king arthur luke's king arthur han is not really lancelot though lancelot's a kind of but kind of but Leia, it's not like she's Gwen but Gwen Leia's not Guinevere. Yeah, yeah, she's another knight. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, we but think we're gonna have to go. As far Vader. as I mean, yeah, as far as so, characters in general go, Leia is amazing, but she's not. Yeah. yeah. So we never said it wasn't going to be cliche. Yeah. Also, Gabe, keep in mind, um, Leia does with and the Han Solo, and they so that oh, that's true. Anyone yeah. who likes Han Solo, oh, you're right. Yeah, why am I argue, why would I ever argue for Leia? She's <laughs> terrible. Anyone who likes Han Solo is dumb. All right, Vader all the way. Oh, and I'm so glad that Vader's grandson killed Han. Killed and then again, Leia is Kylo Ren's mom. And without that bad parenting, he wouldn't have gone to kill Han. So you got to factor that in. Ooh, it's still tough. Okay, it's still Vader, though. But, alright, the best Star Wars character is Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Only you would be so bold. Well, thank you. 
moving on to trivia. Trivia time. Okay, so last time uh, we had you guys vote. Only one person voted. Um, Mark, you get 0.5. I get 0.5 for the, for the correct R, answer of R4. For the R4 question. So you yes. are, you're at 17.5. I'm at 16. Yes. Okay? Okay. All right. Chuck is going to read us three questions each because this is a bit of a longer podcast. We're going to shorten it up. Yeah. So, Chuck, go ahead. Ask whoever. For those of you who are curious, they are both getting red, purple, and orange. If you play a lot of Trivial Pursuit, you probably know what that means. <laughs> I do not. Yes. Okay. So, we'll, we'll give this first card to Mark. All right. Okay. Uh, Mark, <clears throat> question number one. Who is the first to let a lightsaber slip from his grip in Attack of the Clones? Oh, in Attack of the Clones? First person to let a lightsaber... Anakin. Anakin does. That is correct. Yes, because he ends up losing a lightsaber and Obi Wan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number two: Who claims he was, in quotes now, recruited by a man called Tyrannus on one of the moons of Bogdan? That would be uh, Jango Fett. Duh. That is also correct. Yeah. We are two for two right now. And the final question: What is Han Solo afraid he will never see again? Prior to the mission to Endor. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> That's three for three. Three for three. three, for three. Mark's at 20.5. 20.5. Give it to me, Chad. Give it to me straight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you will. <laughs> so, question number one. <laughs> Who urges Darth Vader to let go of his hate? Uh, mother... Luke Skywalker. <laughs> that would be correct. Question number two. Who calls for R2-D2 to help unlock the doors of the Endor bunker? Who calls for him? Who calls for R2-D2 to help unlock the doors of the Endor bunker? Uh, Leia does. That is R2, also R2, correct. Yeah. Okay. And finally, how many films feature scenes on Tatooine? Oh, interesting. Uh, okay, so obviously Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope um, and Return of the Jedi. Um, I don't... Yeah, it's not featured in Empire. So that's going to be five films. That is also correct. Yeah. Booyah! All right. Three for three on both of uh, I was hoping so, you were going to forget Revenge of the Sith. I, nope. Last scene. Last scene. All right. So I'm at 19. Mark's at 20.5. I swear I will still catch up. Nope. Don't worry about it. Not going to happen. All right. Moving on. So, Snoke Theory. All right. I got a really good one for you. This All right. Time. Let's hear it. All right. So, All right. obviously, every time I reflect on this, I realize my previous ones were terrible. Oh, yeah. This, I swear, is the one. The one. Okay. The one. Okay. Snoke is an angel. <laughs> okay. You know, you know, you know, the ones that live on the moon of Diego. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard the space pilots talk about them, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So clearly by that line I just read, that is an integral part of Star Wars lore. Yeah. Anakin <laughs> says that to Padme, are mm-hmm. you an angel? They exist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be a spiritual element in Star Wars that's going to be more explored with the force that's why they're introducing him, and they've already said they're going to they're going to explore the Force more in the new movies. Okay. Okay. Now, Snoke. Okay. So much like so, he's an angel, right? Yeah. Angels are kind of similar to fairies. Fairies exist mm. when you believe in them. Okay? okay. Anakin believes in angels 
Snoke's existence is made by Anakin's belief. It's a magical thing. So, you know, he believes in him. Um, To honor that, Snoke is going to continue Anakin's legacy of the Empire and being Vader. That's why he's bringing the Empire back. Okay? Mm -hmm. And, and, um, And, of course, he still has to exist. So that's why he manipulates Anakin's grandson into believing in him so that he can continue to exist as the as the angel he is and so it'll be revealed that snoke is an angel just to make sure i understand when we see snoke is that a hologram of an angel or is that just his angelic transparent form uh clearly the angelic transparent okay 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 i'm sorry to ask such a stupid question uh no it's okay i'll forgive you this once um but yeah i mean that's clearly Snoke. that makes perfect sense yeah i agree okay okay so, all right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, Make sure to like us over on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Tweet, 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 tweet. Find us over on iTunes and make sure to rate and review because yep. that's going to help us get and more notice. Share our podcast with your friends. Yeah, you let know. them know. Yeah, let them know about these amazing Snoke theories. Am, yeah. I, supposed to, am I supposed to have friends? Um, don't worry about it. Oh. So, um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's a concept you don't have to worry about. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. This is a one that was a bit longer, but thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yippee! Always tuned there are, no more, no less, a podcast and a listener. But which was destroyed, the podcast or the listener?